Okay, say some things. Hello. Adventure. Love. Connection. Risk. Passion. Evolution. Play. Life. The Archetypal Tarot Podcast. Provocative mythology for the 21st century. In this episode, we welcome back a longtime friend of the podcast, Rashonda Tramble. You might know her as Rash of Stay Woke Tarot. We recorded this late last year about her book, The Numinous Tarot Guide, A New Way to Read the Cards. And if you don't have a copy, well, we highly recommend that you check it out. We discuss her book, we re-examine tradition in modern times, and unpack some gems found in the Hierophant card. And here's our conversation with Rashonda Tramble. Aloha, Rash. Welcome. We're so excited to have you back on the show. Hi there. Thank you so much for having me back, too. It is a, a pleasure after all of these years. Since the last time I was on was, what, 2017, 2018? Somewhere in there. It was, I think it was, I have to think of like, where was I in the world to be able to remember? I think it was, it was 2017. Yeah. It was two apartments ago. So I have to say it was 2017. (laughs) That's how I think now. Like, okay, where was I? Which apartment was I in? What was the decor? You know? So yeah. Cool. So thank you. Yeah, we're on some sort of gap year or something like that. I feel like last time you came, I was I was taking my <laughs> sabbatical from the podcast, and and that, that's my only guess. Uh-huh. Why else wouldn't I would would I have not been there for the last interview? So that is my take on it. So I'm I'm going to represent the viewer or the listener today that may not know who you are and and that you have a right. So I, yeah. Okay, yeah, let me go ahead and just do the quick and dirty introduction for everyone, because there, there are some folks out there like, who is this? What's the Rashonda? Um, <laughs> my name is Rashonda Travel. People call me Rash. Um, I have been reading tarot for about, well, I've been reading tarot cards for about 20, I keep saying 20 years, and I've been saying 20 years for I know about five years. So, <laughs> I, yeah, so that's just, 20 years and, and, and plus some. Um, I'm originally from Memphis, Tennessee. I now live outside of Lugano, Switzerland. I have moved since the last time we, I, I was on the show. So uh, outside of Lugano, Switzerland, my background mostly is in journalism, marketing, communications. And I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, I'm a tarot reader. That's what I do. What brought you to Switzerland? Yeah, uh, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't go. Uh, I was married to a Swiss. Uh, I have since divorced and remarried, so I'm I'm happily married now. But I came here as a fresh bride, you know, three what three weeks after getting married, and I landed here in Switzerland. It was interesting. Yeah. 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 So that's that's how I got got here. I have been here. I've been in Switzerland for 21 years. Wow. So I'm pretty much, uh, I'm pretty much a lifer. Well, it is beautiful. And I'm sure you now speak Swiss German pretty darn well. You know, it comes and goes. Mm. And I speak, I, I guess you could call it Swiss English because it's Swiss German plus English. But you know, in Switzerland, there, there's no one Swiss German. It depends on the town where you're in. Mm-hmm. And so my my Swiss German is actually Zurich Zurich German. 
and see that that's duty Deutsch for Zurich, the Zurich dialect of German. So, you know, you could speak Zurich, uh, the Zurich form of German, and then like in Basel, which is about what an hour train ride away, they speak another dialect. So, so yeah, my, my Swiss German is okay. The Zurich Deutsch is okay. Well, that's awesome. And I'm sure all of that went, all your life experiences have gone into this amazing book the numinous tarot guide a new way to read the cards i want to i want to say a little something about it it is great for anybody who is either learning or is is seasoned it really has a ton to offer and i've already given it as a gift and thank you for having wow. them they made it in a beautiful form factor like it looks nice and mm -hmm. um the best part of it is one what's on the inside um you have done the thing that I think a lot of people who have authored books about tarot and decks has really created real life up-to-date circumstances, little uh, you know, paragraphs about the heart of that card, the experience of that card. So mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. massive. I'm sure that was, how long did it take you to write this book? Because that's- It was, this is a, it was massive. I started, in November of what is this 20 we're in 21. 2021 so I stuck I started in November 2020 so I wrote this this is about maybe four months or four months work which I will never do again I will never write I I was sorry if I cursed I was batshit crazy and you know both Ruby uh, Ruby Warrington is actually you know the person behind the numinous and the numinous is a website it's a platform and Ruby Warrington is behind it, but Ruby and I worked on this, worked on this book. It was about four months. I was sitting up at four o'clock in the morning. I was so tired. I could have just bawled in the middle of the floor. Actually, I did a couple of times saying, you know, I'm never going to get this done. But the thing is, I thought it was very important to, I mean, we're getting to the point now where especially with the pandemic and everything that has happened, you do have people who are looking for something to uh, find meaning or to hook on to uh, or explain what's going on in their lives or to help them explain what's going on in their lives, to help tap into their intuition. And I, this book is basically, it tells you how I, I used it. How, I mean, how I learned to read tarot. Uh, I connected the cards to life experiences and I had to do that because I was, it just didn't make sense to me just to have the cards and, oh, this means this, this means that I would pick up a card. Okay. How do I use this? How do I use this in, in my day-to-day -day life? What does this mean to me? Uh, and, and that was the best way for me to learn how to read tarot cards for myself. So the, um, the, the, different chapters with the little write-ups are the vignettes are they from your own life or are they kind of theoreticals or a blend of both uh or do you not want to answer you've got a mystifying look on no no <laughs> i'm saying no i i will go ahead and say quite a few of them are from my life um the people that know me and they've read this book they've gone oh i remember <laughs> when that happened and yeah yeah, so I, I will go ahead and admit that um, one of my favorite chapters is uh, the Hierophant chapter, and it's where I talk about the traditions being handed down, the red lipstick being handed down, 
And um, in the chapter, I write about, you know, your grandmother wore this red lipstick and your mom wore it and you didn't think the importance of, of wearing red, red lipstick until your mom died. And then you started wearing the red lipstick. That comes from life. That is completely from my life. My grandmother, I mentioned, you know, uh, the Madea in that chapter, uh, coming from Coahoma County, Mississippi. That was my that was my grandmother. And so that's how I connected to hier the Hierophant. A lot of people they have sort of a gnarly view of the Hierophant card, and I just wanted to give another side of it in terms of tradition. Um, you know, we can't let mainstream society and the patriarchy uh, hold, hold on to the meaning of tradition. We have to make it for our own. We have our own traditions. Right. And I thought it was very interesting and very important to sort of take that Hierophant card and say, look, this is how we can use the card to hand down our traditions and our families. So yeah, to answer your question, yeah, a lot, a lot of it comes from my life. And I know uh, Julian's going to want to dig in more to the, the Hierophant, but just one moment, I just want to say that um, the personal and the collective and it, being able to encompass these stories, share these stories through your own experience, I think it's actually, it's not something I think you have to um, admit or anything, like it's a, it's a wonderful thing because that's how we how it comes into focus, right? And how we can work through things. We hear people's stories, we share our own stories, we look at the tarot cards and big, big stuff happens. Uh, so let's um, turn to the Hierophant and that, that was actually our card for the year, right? One of them, Julian. Yes, it's the, yeah, yeah, I think it was, uh, it's, it's the card of the year. It is also my personal card. So it was, it was a lot of meaning, yeah. I think it's mine too. Um, I think we're right around the same age, uh, Rash. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But what, mm -hmm. what we do every year is we draw a random um, major arcana card for the year. And it just happened. Mm -hmm. and it was yes. also the Hierophant, Hierophant. And I'll say it different yeah, every yeah. single time. Um, yeah. And, and we had drawn the, the High Priestess two years. No, we did High Priestess got drawn for two years in a row. That's the one of the shows that you were on. Then it was strength for um, 2019, and yeah, or no, 2020. It was it was strength. 2020. 2020. We we drew strength for our random card. That was gonna say yeah yeah. yeah. Strength was your random card. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we okay. we didn't really. Yeah, we were like, ooh, uh, we're gonna need it. Yeah, yeah, we did need it. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. but the the Hierophant, I I know early on you were talking about it on your IG. And I loved what you were talking about. And I was like, I want to have this discussion because mm -hmm. the first reaction for me is patriarchy, you know, organized religion that, you know, subjugates people. Um, but I wanted to, because it came up, I've got to dig into this card again. Um, and mm -hmm. then I just started seeing the trends and things that are happening. And I, I was like, oh, we can't throw the baby out with the bathwater because, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm when you lose a tradition and you just disregard it out of out of hand you are literally throwing some important stuff you know there's like a trust of the past and there's a lot of distrust of tradition mm -hmm. but um we are really lost without it that's kind of where i ended up with it but it's mm -hmm. a process it is a process so i just wanted to ask you a little bit more and there's 
there's ages and people coming up and saying, I don't need anything from the past, which is what we all do when we're teenagers and young. But yeah, uh, I was, yeah, I mean, it needs to be a little bit more pervasive. I don't know. Maybe I'm just at that age. You know, I, I hear people saying, you know, we don't need anything from the past. We don't need anything um, needed. The past is bad. But then I see them posting on Instagram, for example, their rituals, you know, their, you know, um, uh, memes of, of James Baldwin, who was in the past. I mean, all these things they're posting that are in the past. And so I'm kind of like, you know what? Okay, pick one. If you don't, if, if you don't need anything from the from the past, and the past is bad, and tradition is past, but bad. Why are you posting stuff from Dr. King? Why are you posting it, stuff from Malcolm X? Why are you posting stuff from Octavia Butler? Octavia Butler is in, w- w- was in the past. She's not writing anymore because she's dead. You know. So I mean, I'm just saying, you know, not to be. I, I'm I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but when they say we don't need the past and we don't need these types of traditions or whatever, it's going back to what I was talking about where it's almost as if the patriarchy, I don't want to say we have allowed, but in a way the patriarchy has quote unquote cornered the market on the word tradition. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I don't think we should let that continue. And yeah. that same for why, patriotism, you know, the yeah, exactly. patriotism. We're, and now patriotism is a bit, you know, it's a, it's, it's this word where you go, oh my God, you know, I'm not a patriot. Well, actually, you know, you can't, you can be a patriot. We are patriots. You know, we love our country. We're just not like those batshit crazy people who, you know, stormed the Capitol on January 6th. And that's what I'm saying. We can't keep allowing these people to take word and language and then use it for their own benefit and then we just say oh okay we're we're not going to use that anymore yeah i just i don't agree with it that's that's the hair font all over right that is that Mm -hmm. and um addressing it and kind of just the long view of of and like ancestor work is like a big deal now like people are all talking about working with their ancestors and i'm like that's that's that is your heritage that is that's heritage that's the hair font and that's when, and I've, I've had, I've had conversations with people about that, about, you know, that when you say throw out tradition and we don't need the past, you're talking about your ancestors, you know, come on. And, and, and that's where I, maybe I'm just old. I don't know, but that's where sometimes I, 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 yeah, I, was like, I reached that point. I'm at that point where I'm like, get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. Yeah, I, and that's what I know. I know we sound that way. Get off your your rabble rousers. <laughs> get we back in my day. <laughs> and you know, and I I don't want to sound like that. I don't want to sound like that. But I sound like that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. know. But it's like, come on, y'all. Think, y'all. Yeah. 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 Well, I think it is. <laughs> yeah. When it's in a specific type thing, there is. It feels like disrespect because it's kind of like, listen, uh, I'm going to speak as somebody who's 51 now. Um, like, yeah, we're I, the same I, age. Take, yeah. Take the experience and our lived experience and understand that your situation might be different, but you are allowed to go, oh, 
there's some wisdom here. I'm going to, I'm going to work with that. I'm going to see how that plays in my life versus, you know, you know, whatever boomer, I'm not a boomer. We're Gen X. Okay. Boomer. We're Gen X. Yeah. We're Gen X actually. Yeah. We are definitely Gen X, which is less like the boomers that where our generation in a lot of ways is more like the greatest generation of people, our grandparents who lived through the um, the depression and everything. So we are, we are kind of back in that situation again. Um, So I don't know it, it, Part of me thinks kids are just being kids. You know, younger people are like, we don't need that. But it, it, I don't want to just simply occupy that get off my lawn moment. Um, I do, as people talk about working with their ancestors, it's a practice that I've been doing for a while to just kind of remind them they are, um, just to put a visual on it, they are the surviving member of this long line. I mean, it's beyond long, right? Uh, being in Hawaii, mm-hmm. I've learned and have gotten so much beautiful wisdom from the Hawaiian culture, and they honor their ancestors in the way that works, that you can't dis- your, disconnect yourself from that. It is not possible. Mm-hmm. And it is very mm-hmm. purposeful to realize that this you are standing at the very front of this long line, and that that yeah. connection gives you so much. And you have to do, mm-hmm. you have to allow it to a certain degree, but that kind of the, the Herophant type thing where, you know, where we've got to remake everything in our own. And it's like, and at the same time, you want to work with your ancestors, but your ancestors are bugging you to say, no, 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 listen, listen. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. Listen up. For you here. You, yeah. Yeah, exactly. There is something here that we can, um, that we have to share. Now, I will be very honest with you. I honor my ancestors, but I don't work with them because I kind of think they're tired. <laughs> they have been pulling me. I mean, seriously, I, I'm like, they gotta be, they've been watching over me for 51 years. They're like, hun, you need to learn how to do some stuff on your own. So I do honor them, but, and this is just my person there is laughing. <laughs> Sometimes I, I think like if I, if I, you know, work with an ancestor or something, I think they're saying, you know, what now? What is it? You know, you were calling <laughs> us last week. You know, you called us the week before. You didn't listen to us then. So what do you want now? I mean, I mean I'm being funny with it, but I, I personally believe in just letting them get some rest. You know, I kind of pick and choose when I, you know, call them or whatever. But I do believe they are with me. You know, spirits are with me all the time which is why I try to get them some, give them a little bit of space. Cause I know a couple of them have done that. What do you call it? That do sex Makina? Like I've been in a situation all of a sudden a hand has come down and pulled me out of it. I know it was one of them. So I just kind of, <laughs> that's what I believe. So that's why I, oh my don't, gosh. I don't bug them that much. Cause I know they've just been, they've been moving stuff out of the way from me for decades. <laughs> So that's just how I roll, you know. I just got an image of our like rosary circle, Julian, and the ancestors are going, no, no, not another rosary circle. Oh no. Uh, (laughs) They don't have bodies, they don't get tired anymore. (laughs) Okay, yeah, yeah. But see, that's just me. And also, you know, one thing in in my family away before we had a sense of humor, you know, um, and so it's 
I mean, you know, I do think of my mom and my grandma. They were like that. They were like, what now? What is it? You know, and so I just, that type of relationship I, I have with them. And it's because I believe they are with me all the time. Yeah. And I just say, okay, let's just roll. Let's just roll with it. And when, you know, things get, when you see things get kind of, kind of weird, just, just kind of pick me up out and, you know, like you, like a little puppy has gotten in the river or something and just pick me up and, you know, make sure I'm dry and put me over on the, on the side of the bank and let me, let me dry off and give me some snacks. Exactly. Oh my gosh. I love that. I'm so glad we're having this conversation in particular and, and at this time. And you're absolutely right. I think people are really being now more than ever being drawn to figuring out their intuition or even realizing they have an intuition because Mm -hmm. kind of don't have a lot else at a certain, at certain junctures and because of the pandemic and because of a lot of reasons, the, our ability to trust media, um, even if it's not a day-to-day worry about us. I think it's just in the ether that the information overload that we face is not serving Mm us, um, not serving us very well. And there's so much doubt. Um, And I also think intuition is being developed because we need it. I mean, we've always needed, but as we navigate all of this that's happening together, you know, there's multiple things happening that we're really, really going to need, need that. And something that can quell the ego. I think the ego is the number one thing that gets in the way of a tarot card. Mm-hmm. Thing. But it will, it's, it's Sindero, I forgot who said it. Um, the ego has the keys to the ashram. Oh, Oh. And, the, and the keys to the car which is, and the keys to the car, keys to car. yeah the house mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. car. it's a storyteller that the ego can come in and and help is trying to figure it all out right and sometimes it gets in the way but it's also this driving force that's going to be present if you're awake and conscious right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i'd like to keep that in mind but so so how how would the hierophant help us in this time where we're we're looking at social media. Uh, we don't know what the truth is always. Uh, we're, we're dealing with polarization on a very large scale. Lots of feelings, lots of big things happening. Um, how is the Hierophant with, with this representation, this foot in traditions? Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, what's true? What isn't? How, how, how can the Hierophant help us? This is just my opinion. Okay, I think the the hierophant hierophant, depending on how you how you say it, I I think it can help us take a couple of steps back and say, okay, who are you? What did you learn? What are your core beliefs? What did you learn from the society as you were were growing up? Like, what? Let's get back to the base. All right. And then sort of examine that. Also, if when you go from that step, it's like, okay, this is what I learned here. Take another step up and say, but what do I believe? What do I really believe? And what I believe, who, where did it come from? Who taught me that? And I think the higher font, yes, it is about tradition. It is about handing down knowledge. But it's also about, I think it's about self-knowledge too. 
Mm. You know, I, in 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 a sense, you know, I know other cards can can be about self knowledge, but just examining what you were taught and who taught it to you. Right. The and I think that's the and that's that's the energy of the the hierophant. And also, why did they teach it to you? Mm-hmm. What, what 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 were they trying to you know were they trying to get you to believe something for their own self interest or what? But and that's the thing. Um, and I think that's how the hierophant and the energy of the hierophant can 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 help us. Just what are you being taught? What are you learning? Are you in an echo chamber? That's one thing about, especially on social media, because you you follow the people you like. Mm-hmm. You follow the people you have things in common with. And I was, I read um. I read an opinion piece in the New York Times today, and I cannot remember the name of the gentleman that wrote it, but he was a socialist. He was a member of the Socialist Party, and um, he was saying, you know, guys, we need to realize, because, you know, people who were running in the socialist uh, ticket, they were losing. And I think there was, a, I, can't, I can't remember the exact case, but somebody was running for mayor, and they were on the socialist uh, ticket or the progressive ticket, and they beat the Democratic mayor. And I cannot remember who it was. In the they beat the Democratic mayor mayor in the primary, and then when the when they ran for the for, for the main race, the Democratic mayor won by a write-in. And so the point was, the guy was trying to say, you know, my fellow socialists and progressives, we need to realize that we are in an echo chamber. And that what we are teaching each other and saying, it's just, it's going back and forth. We need to realize that folks outside don't like us that much. And that's how we're going to start when, it, when we realize there are more people out there. And that's the other thing about the Hierophant in the teachings. It's like, okay, I learned this here. I don't want to learn that, but maybe I need to just to, just to understand what's going on. And so that's, a, that's another thing about the Hierophant energy also. That's brilliant. That's an excellent point. And it, you're talking about, you know, the structures we decide to stay in and the structures that we realize that we can't stay in anymore. And is it up to us to destroy those structures or is it for us to move through? And it's, it's really depends, mm-hmm. but again, it's that contemplation. It mm-hmm. It's the contemplation because the, um, the cards, the emperor and the hierophant are more like, here's, here's the spiritual, like here's more sort of like god related and the others more about the domestic related emperor structure the building and Mm -hmm. and again it is it's about getting what are the what are the foundations you can stay much steadier when you have literally have a foundation on something and you and you understand it and it's something you can go Mm -hmm. back to so Mm -hmm. 2021 has definitely been a lot of that and that what we're asked, what we're thrown sideways from um, does kind of come back to where do you stand? What, what, what is your foundation? What does need to be thrown out? Um, and I think you mm-hmm. made the point about the, the, the well, just to make it really banal, but problem solving from a patriarchal point of view. And if mm-hmm. every, I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you're trying to do, but if you keep doing that, you will get exactly this. Yeah, um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how things progress because I, I see things underwater being moved more towards archetypal feminine where we, we are forced to 
look at because it's messy um and and we've yeah. been taught that things can't be messy they can't be emotional they can't be you know but we mm-hmm. all know community is the best thing ever you know community is the mm-hmm. archetypal feminine um but it's you know if our if everything's been created through sort of patriarchal you know it's my way or the highway yeah, we're going to get exactly mm-hmm. the same so I exactly yeah, something yeah. different the image mm-hmm. that and i think for me is the story <laughs> about the burning of the buddha statues maybe you've heard that story where the they, no 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 I, I would I would need to reread it to give an accurate retelling, but basically the the disciples of Buddha reach a point where they they are worshiping the statues so much or the Buddha so much, and then they realize one day they need to burn the Buddha statues because they've taken what they've needed to learn from the Buddha and, and it's in themselves, and they have to listen to that as opposed to uh, continuing to follow this external thing, uh, so that there's this burning of the Buddha statues. So. Don't quote me on that. I, I need to reinvestigate that story, but that's kind of the image that's coming to mind when I think about this is that we can't just worship the structures, the idols, the gurus, the leaders uh, in whatever realm they're in uh, blindly, right? We've got to know where do our, as you were saying, Rash, about where did my, what, where was I taught this and who was it? And, you know, am I, am I going to stand in this consciously or is it, is it, has it been internalized and I can move with it or what do I need to burn here? What's, what needs to be released or acknowledged in that way? So this is a fascinating conversation. I'm I'm thinking about my own childhood too, as you talk about it and the the I was given and, and a lot of it was really, really good. And I, I embodied those things, but then there were, there were other things that I was raised with um it was a very spiritual upbringing eastern philosophy but there was this idea about the world being this bad place or uh, the world being a prison the world you know being this you know just not not our true home and and i realize now as as someone who walks in the world and and needs to step up and be a steward in many ways a little better in the world Mm -hmm. that that belief isn't working anymore that belief that Mm -hmm. the world is a bad place it's a prison and and I can't wait to to get out to the other side or something yeah something that I've had to like release and I said you know the the spiritual aspect of that is really beautiful of of you know acknowledging that there's more than what we see sometimes there's a deeper level there's um, all kinds of things that you can tap into, but I really believe that the world is our home and we got to take care of it. And so waking up to that has been huge and, it, and it's been my own, I think, burning of, a, of an old idea, but also, you know, still living a lot of the, the goodness of, or what I see as the goodness of those, those upbringing elements. So I think the Hierophant is great for that. Yeah, we can, as I, I, I say quite a bit to people when I do readings, we we adopt beliefs, um, uh, quote unquote, truth from our childhoods or whatever. We adopt them, but when we become adults, we can adapt, and we can adapt them to our own beliefs. We can, you know, you don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater, as you were saying. We can, we do have permission to 
take those beliefs and become our own hierophant. And that's, I, and I, I think some people are actually afraid of doing that because if they start questioning, if they start questioning what they were taught, if they start questioning those traditions that they were handed down, then they would have to do some really deep thinking about themselves and about how they feel about their relatives and all that. And some people just don't want to do that. Oh yeah. You're going to potentially feel incredibly unsafe when you question Mm -hmm. some of those core things, because that will potentially separate you from your tribe, you know, from your community, people around you. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. It is, yeah, not, it is, they're difficult questions. Um, Yeah. Like almost life-threatening questions for, and I, I see that as being identity, being the, one of the biggest things when you're identifying with something so much and it gets threatened. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just going to say stupidity will ensue because people are people are making decisions that are dangerous for themselves and they're dangerous for others. I won't go into what I'm talking about exactly, but <laughs> yeah, um, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really, really is that. And again, it's the ego, right? It's the ref, it's the self contraction when it's mm-hmm. that that space where it's like, oh no, no, I don't know who I would be if this isn't true anymore, if this never been true. Um, and we're not, again, we're not living in a world where things are flexible enough or things are, again, with archetypal feminine, they're allowed to be messy. And yeah. messy isn't like, it's a pejorative word, but, you know, things are allowed to mature. I, I love the I word love messy, messy, but some people get like, oh, it's, that's bad. It's not messy. I was like, no, trust me. There's, when you are in the creative mode, if everything mm-hmm. is like a Mondrian and it's all sort of laid out, you're not actually creating in that space. You're following those right. rules and those straight lines. So, but the messy mm-hmm. place, that chaotic place is where things are birthed from. That is the archetypal feminine and it has nothing to do with mm-hmm. lady parts. It is, that is the, that ground of growth and being. Then structures yeah. come up to, you know, bring all of that forth. It, there is a, a constant... Um, relational space happening between all of those energies and we absolutely need both it's almost like I Mm -hmm. try to explain to people in the simplest way you have a muscle that lets your arm go down and then you have another muscle that lets it come up both are incredibly important both are necessary Mm. it's kind of like that's the masculine and the feminine Um, yeah so we've talked about those ad nauseum on our podcast and I think we might have intuited that that was important over the last 10 years that we've been doing this podcast and we're seeing it in books like yours and the work that you do, making things um, so real and so um, something that we can so easily connect to, um, the labor of love and um, effort that you put into this, I think is an important part of this process of us moving through our world and people who are going to the tarot because there's, there's nothing scary you know, about this um learning your learning about yourself can be scary but I think this is just Mm -hmm. a really wonderful book for for this time it's perfectly timed so thank you and there's journal prompts yeah and journal prompts but I love these journal prompts and I love that you have more than one it's so cool you know it's not just a journal prompt for each card you can really choose between three that um, resonate most with you, and uh, and you're also a writer, right, Rash? And uh, yeah, um, 
tell us about your writing process and and getting inspired and how to uh, oh she's rolling her eyes so oh, i finally asked the wrong you you did it you <laughs> oh did it. that's the wrong <laughs> oh yeah. gosh um so but you as a writer it. i'm dying to know your relationship between row and writing inspiration um yeah anything you got for us we'd love to hear even if it's messy even if it's messy i know post-it notes Ah, that's basically, I mean, I, I, you know, it's, I don't even know if I, if you can call what, call it a process, because I mean, to be honest with you, what happened, what, see, here's what happened. Let me tell you what, uh, um, through this entire book, the way I work with it is just, I had ideas come up and I just put them on post-it notes and I had post-its all over the apartment and that was my that's my process um and then when it came time to put together a, a chapter or whatever I pulled out all, pulled all the post-its that were connected to that particular card or I brainstormed with myself or whatever and just laid them out on the on my desk and just started writing um I also thought about periods in my life I went through old journals that was hard. That was rough, rough. That almost sent me back into therapy. Let me tell you, that was, you know, you pull out, you know, you pull out a journal from like five years ago, six years ago, uh, even if it's a tarot journal or not, and look at the way you were thinking, the way you were writing, and like in terms of the card, when I was, you know, I, I have tarot journals from years ago and I'm like, oh, wow, what was, this is what was going through my mind. And that helped me sort of put myself back in a position, like if someone else was going through the same thing, then I could write from a, peer, I, I, I can write from like, here, here's me now mm -hmm. in the present. And then there was me back in the past. Okay, so who, what, what do I need to tell this person? What do I need to tell the person that wrote these words down in this journal? And that's how I that that's how I work through uh, through a lot of a lot of what happened in here in in this book, um, what I wrote in the book. So that's sort of my process. I don't know if I answered your question or not. No, uh, lots. Okay, no, <laughs> I lots think of, so. I mean, Challenged yeah, I mean, post-its, post yeah. <laughs> lots and lots and lots and lots of, and, and bravely heading through your journal, like that's, I burned my journals, like we had a ritual, I was like, really, I got my friends and my friend's daughter, who was like six years old, when I moved to Hawaii, mm -hmm. actually, I kind of went back to move some stuff out of storage, and I had, mm -hmm. had this box of journals from probably a decade before I did hop into them a little bit and go through but I just decided because Ooh. I had a choice so I could ship them out back east to my brother's house and they'll put them in the basement or mm -hmm. I could just ritually burn them and there were so many and my friends have this little backyard fire pit that I was like mm -hmm. I need help please do not read anything written on these pages <laughs> this it was too damp to re to burn them in the journal books, you know, those like composition yeah. books. So we actually yeah. had a whole evening where 
the three adults and one child were ripping out the pages and and putting them in the fire. I needed I need really? my community to help me because I just decided, you know what, ah, brand new life. I'm living on an island. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you need to be as unencumbered as possible because rent's so high and you kind of have to keep moving. Um, it's just the life here. Then I just decided that, you know, part of me was like, you're never going to write a biography. Like I just didn't like it, the, you know, it's like, no, here's my decision. Honor that person that I was. And we did kind of a makeshift ritual with that. And my niece thought it was just the most fascinating thing that her auntie was like doing this crazy thing, burning, burning her journal. I know. Burning her journal. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It was, I decided which person am I going to be? Am I going to be the person who hangs on to all of these things? And I realized mm-hmm. it was almost too late to change my mind because I had even older journals than when I'd moved five years before that or 10 years before that, that I had gotten rid of as well. And a bunch of stuff from art school, old artwork and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But mm-hmm. I'd already made that decision. And I'm like, I might as well just stay with it. Just it almost put feels it out like, into the universe. It almost feels like Hawaii mm-hmm. itself making that decision. Like my- <laughs> Yeah, Pele, fire, burn yeah, it. Pele yeah, is like, burning. yeah, that's not coming over here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're not bringing that mess. Yeah. But also, too, my journaling was not about the beautiful, expansive things happening in my life. It was a lot of morning pages journals. It was a lot of just big shit sandwiches. And it was not enjoyable to read. It was good because I could go, oh, I've moved past that. But again, what's the point of your journal, you know? Um, And the journaling prompts that that you have in your book are like they get to so many different levels and they get to different things that this truly is you're learning about yourself through the tarot and I love that um that that is the kind of point of this book because as as I Mm -hmm. see books and things come out um they're a little bit more like you can tell the future or you know what I mean like there's yeah 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 it leans on the superstition this does not exactly this is I mean if if someone is listening and they say, oh, I want to learn how to read the future and know if I'm going to get a partner or whatever, don't buy this book because you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> don't yeah. buy it. Yeah. And you're going to, yeah, and you're going to go on Amazon and you're going to give it a one star rating. Oh, no. And yeah, yeah you're going to say it sucks. You learn nothing about the tech. Don't buy this book. There are so many other books out there that promise that you can learn how to tell fortunes, you're you will know how to win the lottery and ever go go buy one of those books. Don't get this one. But if yeah. you want to, if you want a tool to dig deeper into yourself, if you want the choice of having three ways to learn uh, a particular card, either through a story, because you know, a parable, modern day parables. Or if you want like the actual meaning of the card, we've got that. Or if you want journal prompts to help you dig deeper into the meaning of the card and yourself, then this is your book. So I'll go ahead and you know and and and, and say that. But um, the 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 fortune telling and all of that, I if that's what a person wants to do, and if that's what a tarot reader wants to do, then that's fine. I'm not going to knock them for doing that. But that's just not the way I. That's not the way I use 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 tarot. They really feel like a, a bridge, a bridge from these, you know, ancient amorphous 
symbols and tools of the tarot into the modern times, into the these modern stories. I love this modern parable idea, and and to and to write your own the, an invitation to do that own bridging yourself. Uh, and yeah, yeah. I think it helps us to enter into. Um, what is called the the now age, which was kind of I don't I can't believe I hadn't heard that before, but it, it's part of this trajectory mm -hmm. of, of books that uh, it's inspired by Ruby. Ruby, yeah, yeah, and yeah. So tell us um, a little bit about the uh, yeah. What does it mean to be in the now age? And I I think it it it's helpful to use this term because if people say new age now these days, I'm like, oh, what are you referencing? Yeah, yeah. What, so you know. You know, and I, I think it depends on the, pardon me, depends on the person that you ask, you know, what is the now age, but the now age is basically using these tools for your now, for this modern day. Um, it's not all about, you know, crystals and, and, and even though it's nothing wrong with crystals, if you wear them, that's fine. Or if you have them, that's fine. I got a couple myself, but, you know, it's not just about that. It is about modern day that's the now age it's like bringing your knowing that you don't have to have this firewall between your daily life and your spiritual practice there are ways that you can bring those two together and so that's what this book is about uh a way that you can bring tarot and and your 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 daily life you know working um uh, living, you know, you can bring those two together. I mean, I, I, there's, I've got uh, a chapter in there about someone who's, someone whose house is being foreclosed on, you know, that's the five, five of cups, you know, I, there's a chapter in there about, uh, uh, about a, a, a person who is a, a teen who has come out of the closet and has gotten kicked out of their house and they are, hanging out at the library and basically living at the library because they don't have a place to go. And the main character of the story says, come on, we're going to go get them. That's the queen of pentacles. You know, I'm going to bring this, bring this person into my home and take care of them, give them food, give them shelter. So it's that it's bridging both and, and, and sort of telling folks, you don't have to make a choice. It's not an either or. Both and. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love it. So I have one more question. I know we have been talking for a while, could talk okay. forever, but I know it's late there. You're in Switzerland um, and Sandra, yeah. you're in San Francisco. I'm in uh, close to day job time. You're getting, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I, we could talk forever. You are an utter delight to speak with. I'm so happy we're still connected and yeah, you have- here. You've been our patron since 2017. Yeah. Thank but you. But that's not the reason I'm on here. Please. No, don't, no, no, don't, no. Okay. Just don't tell, you know, I didn't, I didn't buy my way on. <laughs> no, I'm, what I'm saying is she's got really good taste and she's our patron. Oh, yeah. That's what oh. I'm saying. No, 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 for real. Oh, um, very important. Yes. It's not why you're on here. Okay, oh my God. No, but no, it's amazing to have you on here and definitely one of our favorite people in the world. I love the Numinous Tarot Guide. Um, I've actually already given it as a gift to a friend of mine who was like, I'm starting to learn. I'm starting to work with the tarot. And I was like, excellent. This book just came out. Ta -da, and she's loving it. 
Cool. I'm loving it too. Cool. I was going to send her my copy, but I'm like, no, I can't do that. Can't. No, don't do that. No, yeah, no keep your copy. Keep your copy. Keep, I'm keeping yeah. my copy um, and sending out to her. And something that I noticed too, I was looking for reversals, reversals. So mm. how did you, one quick question. How did you approach that? We just interviewed Kat Pierce and her book doesn't have mm-hmm. any reversals. Everything is yeah. Um, yeah. heads up. So this one too. Yeah. No reversals. I don't, I don't read in reversals. When I started, uh, when I started reading, I read reversals, but because I am the type of person that focuses on the negative, I could have a spread with 10 cards. And if there's one card that's reversal, I would hone in on that and, and allow that to sort of, you know, Oh my God, it's reversal. What does that mean? And I could, I could have like, you know, beautiful cards like nine of pentacles sun whatever but you have that one that's turned that's what I was going to fo- that's that's what I would focus on and I moved on from that because I felt as if the situation or the questions that you were asking that probably has enough context for you know where you don't need that visual turn the card around that's just that's just me um like I said, there are books out there that deal with reversals. Yeah, no, 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 are, no problem. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. It feels like almost a, it, not a trend, but, you know, two people. But I do kind of, mm-hmm. you know, we've had decks that don't have um, reversals and things like that. It's it's interesting. I just wanted to ask you about that because it's it's notable. Um, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not missing yeah. that. I, I from- made a pact with myself early on with the tarot. I said, okay, I'm not going to do reversals, but... For every card, I, I do want to look at the light and the shadow aspects of that card. And I think as yeah. long as you're doing that, then, you know, you can look at both sides. Um, it complexifies things a little bit, but I think it really can give a real well-rounded approach to the tarot and mm-hmm. look at the the underbelly and the, the um, you know, the parts that you might not want to look at of every card. And uh, so when I made that exactly. pact, I felt, you know what, I think, I think that's good what I'm going to yeah. do. Mm-hmm. If I mm-hmm. and I don't do readings a ton, but but when I do, and if there's a bunch that's reversed, I take a step back and ask, what what space was I in before I came to the cards and started shuffling them? And that's usually like it's not time for a card reading if they're all upside down. I mean, I yeah. can look at them, and but I I realize that the vibe it's bringing me back to is is you're you don't want to come up with your own answer. Like you know the okay. truth, and so the cards are like going. No, uh-uh, we're all upside down. Go away, scooch, move. Yeah, yeah. Um, like the ancestors. Yes, like ancestors. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, uh, it's like no, 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 no. Yeah. You're asking too yeah. much. Like what? You, Wait, you're asking again? You're asking too much? You know? Yeah. yeah. Take a walk, have a nap, have a snack. Drink some, it's, drink it's some water, then come back. Drink some water, mm-hmm. yeah. Then come, yeah. yeah. Can, then come back to us, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. It's, it's and, you know, just take, take what you need from this, but mm-hmm. it's kind of like, we're giving you a like move along now it's fine come back later mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. so wonderful oh my gosh is there anything else before Cindera do you have something before we say our alohas no I'm She's just gotta so go to work I, I finally could to get to see you you see your face yay talk to yay. you yay it's it's, it's a pleasure too let me just say something I want to say congratulations to you all for being such a I mean you all have been doing this for so long You've been doing doing the podcast for so long and it shows you have longevity. It also shows that you're experts and you know what you're talking about, especially in a in a time where, you know, you've got podcasts popping up, new podcasts popping up every week. 
And I just want to congratulate you all on doing that because you, you, you're bringing it. And I think it's very important to have podcasts that, that are about the spiritual, but also just bring home some common sense too. So congratulations to what you all are doing. Thank you. So oh, thank you so much. I received that. It's, it's important. And I, I love that we're all in each other's spheres um, at this time mm-hmm. in the world. Um, I just, I really appreciate you and everything you do. And I'm so happy that even though we've never met in person, we can stay connected in a way. And, and I truly mm-hmm, appreciate, mm-hmm. we both appreciate your, your support and our, our connection yeah, yeah. through the podcast. Yeah. So this won't be the last time we'll have you on the show. I'm sure. Um, and definitely right, right. Yeah, let's, let's keep in touch and such gratitude yes. for you. And, and thank you. So excited about your book. It's fantastic. Yeah. Congratulations. And on thank the- you all so much. Yeah. Well, con- and, and congratulations on, 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 on the podcast. It's yeah. Yeah. 10 I years. Mean, it, it's really cool. 10. Yeah. 10 years. 10 years. Yeah. It's, it's 10 years. 100. We're a hundred years in podcast it's, years. It's oh my God. In podcast years. Yeah. 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 That's pretty cool. <laughs> all right. So, well, thank well, thank you very much. Thanks for listening. We know you could have done something else with the last 50-ish minutes of your life. Well, we are so glad that you spent it with us. And find out more about Rash on our website, staywoketarot.com. You can follow her on Instagram, at the same handle. And definitely check out the Numinous Tarot Guide, a new way to read the cards. You can always stay in touch with us. We're on Instagram and Facebook, at Tarot Podcast. Or you can send us an email tarotpodcast at gmail.com and big big thanks to our patrons Doro, Peter, Janet, Richard, Juniper and Rash of Sewell Tarot we appreciate our patrons and their support you can find out more about the fabulous benefits of being a patron at tiny.cc slash tarotpodcast this podcast is produced by Both End Media and our theme music is by The Lunar Group until next month Aloha.